Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's BudPod 166. 166 Turning Tricks, Ooh. which... That's euphemism for sex working, right? Yes, turn and tricks means uh, sex working. Sex working from. Could you have? Can you have S W F H? Sex working from home. I guess you can. <laughs> yeah, if you live in the brothel, or um, I guess if you're a, a webcam artist, I don't know if that, that's yes, a term. If, but then you're sex if working. If you're you're an artiste de cam, I guess. <laughs> I guess it is with with a with a. If you're a a dumb a dumb to cam, if you're a cam dumb, <laughs> that's good. That's a nice. That would be like a good <laughs> modern film noir title, or something like. Cam dumb. We're on in dumb to cam, like. Uh, yes, it's a nice evolution of the femme fatale, yeah. from femme fatale to dumb to cams. Yes, in, instead of saying like. Uh, I knew she was trouble from the moment she walked into my office. Then instead you have a, I knew she was trouble from the moment she <laughs> logged into my Zoom meeting room. <laughs> and because uh, he could see that she was Zooming him from a, like a set, you know, like a webcam. Yeah. Like a, what you, what's that fucking TV channel that when we were teenagers was like the naughty channel? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Why do I don't want to say pink something? It's not pink something. Babe station. What, uh, what was it called? Adult. Babe station. Babe station. Thank you. Babe, babe station. station. Is does babe station still exist? It can't. Can it? But it was the the tension when I mean I don't know if this happened in your house, but it would happen so much in our house where mum would just keep surfing through the channels and say, like, "Oh, there's nothing to watch," and then this tension among the kids would slowly build as the number got higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like I remember once mum was just scrolling up <laughs> and she got up to she got up onto the porn channels and it was just a full on girl um, a, a girl eating out another girl just Jesus close up Jesus Christ uh, so, and I, we were just like ah it was like a Simpsons I scream ah and then we were like mum <laughs> and mum was like I don't for some reason it's always when the parent stumbles across hardcore porn that they suddenly forget how to use a, a remote and she's like um oh, pressing like a volume up 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 and <laughs> muting it on and off and like getting subtitles on it's like mom i'm trying <laughs> yeah so that definitely happened once um <laughs> they forget they forget how to use technology that was new in the 50s <laughs> come on yeah you're right volume up now you're there subtitling the the porn in greek or whatever <laughs> yeah in ancient greek how have you got ancient greek <laughs> why are we even paying for this package um yeah the high the high numbers where it would sort of be these baffling channels those channels can't they must be bankrupt surely 
They must, yeah, they they must be gone. Because un- unless there's enough guys out there whose kink is specifically uh, running the risk of getting caught by a family in the living yeah. Because there, there's no benefit to something like Babe Station now. There's nothing it offers that you can't get with the privacy of your laptop or even your phone. Yeah. So unless your thing is put, getting caught, I don't see why you would choose it over our many new new available options. I well, yeah, and and like it, the cost for them to put it on, and I, I don't know, it doesn't seem right. I just remember that like. No. Nominally, I could see the appeal of something like Babe Station, but it was just two women in their underpants, like bra and underwear on a bed, just kind of going, ooh, for ever, as far as I could tell. <laughs> sort of being texted by truckers yeah. or something. And I mean, to, to, it, in, to their credit, vamping with the skill of a Radio 1 DJ. <laughs> I mean... They didn't, even have, they, didn't even, they didn't even have songs to cut to, yeah. and they could keep up God. the chat. That's incredible, for hours. Sexy... T- they didn't even have songs. <laughs> Sexy man. talk radio. Yeah. And in talk radio, really you can just, um, uh, you know, dive into the political issues of the day, and they can't do that either. <laughs> that, now that's that's a mm-hmm. show I'd watch. Babe Station politics. Talk Babe Station. Babe talk. Talk. Talking Babe. Yeah. Were they like um, in their underwear and they're sort of going, "Ooh, hi." I, I think armed intervention can sometimes, you know, just really going into international uh, um, relations and the philosophy thereof. It'd be... It yeah. could, uh, someone must be doing that as an angle online somewhere. Surely. As in for a king? Yeah, or just for a demographic. It's all... For Phil, sure. you know, we work in the yeah. business I mean, as well. You and, I are, that... you and I are a couple of uh, attention workers too. And... Uh, that's true. You know as well as I do, it's about finding your demographic. And what's that rule of the internet? Is it rule 49? That if it can be imagined, then porn already exists of it? Uh, 34. 34. 34. Rule 34. 34, yes. Yeah, it's got to exist. Yeah, well, like, you know, that's that's just one of the things that people don't appreciate about stand-up. Everyone thinks the hard part of stand-up is going on stage, whereas in reality, the really hard part is really looking at yourself in the mirror, so to speak, literally metaphorically, and going, who am I for? <laughs> who am I for? Or looking at your own mm. thoughts written on your notepad and going, who likes this? What kind of people like this? To whose benefit am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The, cra- the craziest bit of stand-up is when you've been doing material long enough that it's lost meaning to you, yeah. but you are so deluded that you go, well, it must, it might not mean anything to me anymore, but if I say it out loud, it'll mean something to other people. They'll understand what I'm getting at, even though I don't. <laughs> and it's rotted on the vine. Yeah, that um, happens. How have you been, man? You back? Are you, are you glad to be back in the UK now that we're getting into that lovely phase of um, grey and hot? I'm yes, I'm very glad to be back in the UK. Um, I love the temperature. I love uh, the beautiful countryside. I was just in Wales yesterday. Lovely. Oh no, Sunday. Sunday I was in Wales doing shows. Uh, so thanks to anyone who came to the Wales Comedy Festival. It was a lovely time. Oh, and. Th- 
It's just it's a beautiful country, yeah. Pierre. And you know, since I've been back, memories that I had sort of blocked out of America have started coming back to me. Uh, for example, I'm ninety nine percent sure I saw a man dead in his car oh my God. in San Francisco. What? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was walking up a hill. I was walking up a hill in San Francisco, and I looked across and parked, um, sort of facing downwards of this hill was, so like a Land Rover yeah. or something. And there was a guy like his head against the steering wheel with a face mask hanging off of his left ear, not you know not fully attached. And he could he might have been napping, but his arms were hanging. Ugh. I think if you're napping, your arms don't no. hang. I think your arms are up if you're napping. Surely, yeah, you and, want to have support, don't you? And he was extremely still. Oh God. And then, and then I thought, gosh, should I go over and check? And then I thought, well, if he is napping, I'm just going to wake him up and annoy him. And he, if he is dead, there's nothing I can do. That's true. And so I just kept walking. So you you just looked at that guy and you thought, you know what? Maybe he likes to sleep to the sound of the his car horn forever. The horn wasn't beeping. I think if the horn was, if if his head was on a horn, it's going. I think then I would have done. Yeah, something. okay. If only to but, stop the noise. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, if he if he wasn't dead, he naps in a very strange way. And I mean, it says a lot about my experience, how my experience in America went. That I, it's completely believable to me that he was just dead in his car and no one cared <laughs> because there was a lot of that sort of thing. Look, Phil, on. you were looking at the dark side of the coin of individual freedom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, the land of the free. You're free to do as you please. You're free to pursue the American dream. You're free to be dead in a Land Rover you... <laughs> and not be bothered. <laughs> if you want to be dead in your car, hey, none of my business, buddy. Enjoy. Yeah, those... F- those suits in Washington, back they east. have no right, back out east, to dr- they have no right to drag your free body out of your car. <laughs> They'll drag me out of this car by my cold, dead hands. Literally, I'm, de- I'm dead. Uh, yes. I don't know, yeah. Have, yeah, so I'm, I, may, I might have seen a dead body, I'm not sure. It's okay. So there's a, there's a, it sounds like a high chance. Cause even when you're like, I'm talking as a guy who, as a result of being quite tall and, and oddly shaped, when I s- sleep on a plane, I have to sleep in a sort of horrible heads forward position. Um, and my arms have never hung limply at my flanks. Mm. Some people do sleep like they're dead though. Some people do nap as if, and look like they're yeah. dead. Yeah, that's true. So it could have been, been but- could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is it's nice to be back in the show. <laughs> yes. Oh, and thank you to the pod buds. Um, certainly at least one pod bud who came to a work in progress uh, preview thing that was a bit last minute for me. Last night at the Finsbury Tavern, a lovely venue near Manor House Station for comedy. Uh, thank you for coming to that. Very good to see you. Um. Very nice. Um, a, a whip for the fringe, getting our shit in shape. 
Yes, yes, yes. Trying to get uh, our Edinburgh shows together. Both Pierre and I will be at the Edinburgh Fringe. I'll be mm-hmm. there for one week in the middle. Ooh. The show is on sale now, so do go to the website and get some takes. Yeah, likewise. Um, I will be at Monkey Barrel for most of the month, apart from two, Phil, two, count them, two weddings that I have to go to. Man, oh man. Yeah. I don't have any weddings. You don't have any wedding. at nuptials. Well, no. I mean, everyone keeps saying, oh, it's wedding season coming out. I'm not invited to any weddings, Pierre. <laughs> That's quite a funny... That could be a quite a funny bit. Do you reckon? Yeah, the, <laughs> the experience of, of having to listen to everyone go on and on about how it's wedding time and just being like, nope. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm literally looking at my calendar now. Nothing. Nothing. I'm imagining you flicking through like an old paper book calendar, like a little notepad calendar. And every page in like jagged capitals in pencil, it just says no wedding. No, yeah, none. Each page. I no think wedding. I don't keep. I don't keep up with people. I think this. Is, I don't keep. I didn't grow up here, so I don't have any sort of childhood friends, or even sort of teen friends, really. And do, I do don't. You, I don't do, keep. I don't. I don't. I don't keep up with. I don't keep in touch with people. I would. You're say the only that, person I keep in touch with in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I would say that you're you're a man inclined to let fate do do the keeping in touch. Yeah, yeah. I find friendship really, really hard work. I Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. uh male you're quite lucky that I mean male friendship's pretty low maintenance. Mm. Um mm. which is nice. Uh upsides and downsides. But I mean yeah, keeping in touch is kind of like a weird job thing. It is difficult. I, do you think that moving here at 16 meant that you had an inherently transitory feeling about people where you sort of go, well, I don't know, I might just go back to fucking Malaysia. I don't know if I'll see you again, Stephen. Well, yeah, I was changing schools a lot, you know. That, that, and mo- yeah, moving moving around and changing schools and not really being anywhere for a particularly long time just meant, I'd, 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 yeah, just meant that I normalized friendships being quite a, a short-term thing. Yes. Yeah, it's tough. And then like, it does... Uh, I know what you mean. Moving schools or moving around does give you this feeling of, of sort of, uh, well, I'll never see those people again. So then you almost feel insane yeah. when you do see them again. But the other side of it is that I, I don't get this thing about people saying it's hard making friends in your thirties. Mm. I don't get, I, 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 I make new friends all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and I have to meet I, new, new people all the time. And I don't know if you have this. I found that like, my brain has started to have to delete the old people. <laughs> yeah, to make yeah to make space. It's like you have yeah. a very old MacBook, and you have to keep deleting stuff. You have yeah. to keep deleting photos and yeah. songs. One of those digital cameras from two thousand and four. <laughs> yeah, where like for no reason the date was always set to something fucking mental, no matter when you bought it or used it. Um, yeah, exactly. So like, I'm finding now that like. There's some people who, you know, you 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 were at school in some form with for like five years, and you're just like, I've you look at a picture of them and you go, I I don't. If it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't know who that was anymore because I've I've had to meet like five people at each gig with five gigs a week for ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you lose you run out of space. Maybe. Um- Making uh, friends being difficult in your thirties is a thing for people who have like a stable office job. So it's like same people all the time. Like it's impossible to meet new people unless you just like, like in a sitcom right, where characters yeah, like I'm gonna go start doing life drawing or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
yeah when you do what we do you always like yeah going to different places and touching different industries and meeting different peeps in various industries um but you know who i will always have room in my life for pierre is it christ uh, close her majesty her majesty queen elizabeth ii uh her majesty the quan her preta majesty the queen of england and scotland and wales and northern ireland yes and an island and the the one in argentina all those uh are you excited about jubilee jubilee weekend it's the platinum jubilee weekend bonanza of course how could i forget what, what i don't, don't understand is the actual i don't really get the dates because yeah. she the actual anniversary is not this week it was like a few months ago wasn't it the actual day that she'd been on the throne 70 years yes but i think isn't it like um you don't you ascend to the throne and then a little while later they sort the coronation oh i see so it's the anniversary of the coronation this week maybe or it's like this is the closest bank holiday weekend to the coronation that they can extend by another day or something or mm. also it's in half term isn't it right right yeah that sounds good so it's a nice holiday for the children as well i swear there's a jubilee every year I swear, there's always fucking jubilee, isn't there? Was the last one ten years ago? Was the last one ten years ago? Yeah, it was ten years ago. But also remember that we're talking about a lady who's got two goddamn birthdays. Oh yeah, my dad also has two birthdays, but that was due to an administrative error in Malaysia. Oh, okay, but both very respectable traditions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Crazy old Liz has got two birthdays, jubilees, trooping the color, inspecting the royal hat, the ceremony of the wooden leg, you know, whatever, just on and on. Yeah, she's kind of like a, a, a very young kid who's like, today's my six and a half birthday. <laughs> I'm six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> the most um, disrespectful to the queen thing that I find funny is the onions uh queen blog oh yeah where well, she speaks like the hulk or something well yeah she types like someone who's never learned to speak or type um <laughs> and i find that funny yeah. because obviously it's just very silly but also like for all we know that's you know that could be that could be how it, how it goes down in private yeah yeah because she, she's kind of like beyonce the queen because she speaks in public so little you're not actually even sure what her vibe is yeah what her sense of humor is what she likes uh yeah. if she can actually speak english or if she's just mouthing the syllables that are presented to her <laughs> like when an actor has to do a language they don't actually know yeah in my head the queen is actually just full german and she can only speak german and uh, when she has to address the country, they just give her this phonetic, uh, these phonetic cards. <laughs> they just uh, like literally tell her the sounds. That's why she, her, when she speaks, it's so crisp. Yes. yes. Yeah, because they're all it's all German phonetics. Hello, my fellow British. Yeah, it's very sort of <laughs> very clipped because you're syllable by syllable. You're always going to enunciate very clearly. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm looking forward to it, Phil. I love um, holidays. Um, 
I like tradition, but I'm suspicious of the monarchy. But I'm also invert. I'm also the inverse of that. I'm a complex man. Um, yeah, I I am sort of pretty much down the middle with the monarchy. I think if they were abolished tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. If you held on to them, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. I don't really mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm as I get older and older, it's not so much that I have more and more faith in it as an institution, it's that I have less and less faith in the public's ability to replace it. Right, right. And what well, what do you think they can be replaced with? Well, I mean there's any number of possible constitutional systems on offer. Oh, in- I see. I thought you meant literally the 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 place that the royal family holds specifically. What what no, 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 I don't care. I don't care about like, oh, the House of Windsor, and I want a new house in there, like some mad German count. No, 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 I don't care about that. Although it would, of course, be very funny if you know, just some crazy old war criminal called Dieter was now the king of England. That would be that would be pretty funny. Some Prussian lunatic. But I think it should be Pascal Sauvage from Johnny English. Yeah. <laughs> we should just get John Malkovich to come and be the king. Yes, that would be great. Just this insane sort of being John Malkovich monarchy. <laughs> All the royal courtiers just chanting the word, the name Malkovich. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind the. I, I. So I think my ideal situation would be a sort of diminishing of the royalty and the royal family until they're sort of like the Dutch royal family and they're just going to cycle around, but they don't have all that much really. Yeah, yeah. It's. I suppose. Yeah. It's. It's such a thing. Everyone always goes, oh, they then bring in a lot of tourism, and it's like, well, no. You know, for the most visited country in Europe is France, and they chopped their monarchy's heads off a long time ago. So it's not that. Um, whenever they say they bring in a lot of tourism, essentially, that no one ever explains what they mean by that. And the argument boils down to castles are more exciting to look at if you think they've been recently used. Yeah, or if you think you might sp- spot a sighting of the monarch who's yeah. still using them. As though, as though the movements of the royal family are not, A, completely secret... Um, and B, as if you're like uh, driving around on a on a on a Hollywood tour and you see like Mel Gibson drive past. It's not that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um. But then, as I say, as I get older, and you know, doing the job that we do, we meet the public on mass a lot, especially when they're drunk on Saturdays. And often, I just look in the, at them and I think, Oh yeah, I you guys deserve a Prince Charles to come stand on your heads. Yeah, some yeah. Sometimes you meet members of the public in this country, and you go, mm, "No, you should be a subject." <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you are a you are a sort of peon. Yeah, no, this makes sense. <laughs> Especially when they're dressed in a doublet and hose, Phil. <laughs> when there are four guys on a stag do at a gig, and they're all dressed as Smurfs in 2022, and they still think that's funny, mm-hmm. I think no, no. Uh, a king should be able to chop your head off at his whim. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. When you do a when you do a Saturday night gig to five stag and hen do's, and uh, one of them already has sick visibly down their thigh as they come into the gig, and another member of one of the stag or hen do's is again visibly coming out of the bathroom with a little bag of coke that they put into their top pocket slash between their tits. 
and you just th- and they're already abusing the staff and you just think yeah just get a lot of i don't know red coats to come in and kick everyone do it <laughs> yeah do it this is yeah, a mob you have those fantasies you this is a fantasies, terrible mob um but then again prince andrew is also you know for the purposes of this podcast a normal guy who likes giving away <laughs> millions of pounds <laughs> just a normal cool guy who everyone likes because he's so generous vis-a-vis the giving away of over 10 million pounds he's just a very uh generous um guy he yeah does, he likes giving away money and italian food he's a whimsical and... island loving guy <laughs> Jubilee. Is there a more beautiful word in the English language than jubilee? Jubilee means a lot of different things to different people, but to us here in Lucky, Kentucky, jubilee means a special anniversary of an event especially one celebrating 25 or 50 years of rain or activity. But that's just us. 70 years Queen Elizabeth II has been on the throne of England and Scotland and Wales and Northern and the Isle of Dublin, the, the brown bit of the top of the island. And we can think of no better way to mark this monumentous anniversary than by releasing a special limited edition bottle of Lucky Kentucky Jubilee. We call it Lucky Jubilee Kentucky. Lucky Lucky Jubilee Kentucky. Not only does it have that trademark Lucky Kentucky taste of new French oak and old octopus eggs. But we've also put in a little touch for her match. That's right, corgi blood. Queen Lizzie loves nothing than a fine little corgi dog. And to mark her 70 years at the top of British life, we are releasing Lucky Jubilee Kentucky with corgi blood. Drink up, your majesty. Congratulations. Here's to another 70 years in that big old gold chair. Jubilee to you and to me, Blee. Lubilee Kentubilee. Jubilee. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh... But yeah, so I I think I'll be fine with the monarchy uh, gone. Do you think Queen Elizabeth is a, a good person? Do you think she's nice? Do you think she's I, a good person? Maybe I think, this is for the spicier bonus pod. Maybe, yeah. I think she's probably pretty nice. I mean, I think if you're a real dickhead, it, it comes out. And also, like, she's from the era where the notion of duty will have been hammered into her so so, like, relentlessly that she... She's probably nice just by like default. I, I guess by like English niceness standards, which just means manners. Doesn't mean you're like nice, nice. Mm, mm, mm. Andrew is her favorite son, though. Yeah, that's true. That isn't says it? something, doesn't it? That says something. Yeah, I think. Do you, <laughs> do you know, like when you're watching something like Game of Thrones and there's like one character who you actually think is quite funny and then you see them just like. I don't know. Their, their carriage accidentally runs over some begging child, and they're just like, "Oh, just well, just put him in the drain, then." <laughs> yeah. And it always serves to go, "Oh no, you you've only seen scenes with them like in court or in their sort of chamber." Um, actually, yeah, when it comes to interacting mean. with their subjects in a brutal way, they really just don't care. So it could be that. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, I think. I think the last this I I think just to show us what she's really like I think this year's Queen's speech at Christmas should be improv. <laughs> I think it should be improvised. What so I think the... it should just be <laughs> the Queen. I think it should just be her on a stage in Buckingham Palace and she goes give one a theme <laughs> and someone just someone just someone shouts out um family <laughs> And she goes, no, one's done that one. Uh, uh, legacy. Yes, I heard legacy. All right, give me a place of work. Uh, McDonald's. I heard Buckingham Palace. All right. And then, and then she has to, and then she has to improv the Queen's speech. I think that would be good. I think then we'd get we'd get a flavour of who she is as a person. Oh, absolutely. Like, does she take it dark really quick? Do, uh, does she yes and? The queen, um, the queen definitely yes and. She's been trained by courtiers for decades to, to yes and and to never step on anyone else's line. All right, yeah, I mean, I guess she has spent her whole life saying yes and what do you do? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's handing the yeah. ball back to the other person, you know. <laughs> She's she's great at improvising with lots of different any place that you mentioned she's actually had to go open one. That's right. She's been to all the places. Yeah. Someone goes primary school, and you know, then she's opened like a million of them. Yeah. I wonder if the queens. Apparently, when like Victory in Europe Day before she was the queen, she and um, her sister, I think, did go out and have a sort of big party anonymously. No way. 
What? Like in like Soho? Which they, they went and sort of G- joined did in. Did they go to GAY? They went to GAY and then to heaven, I think, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even skip the queue. That's good of her. That's it is good of her. Good. That... It is good of her, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, the, bouncer, the bouncer was like, Mom, would you like to? And she said, no, no, no. No, I'll, I'll stay here with all you other queens. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Thank it was you. there. It was um, there. And, every, and then the end when she said that, everyone was like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone was, yeah, everyone was saying literally, yes, yes, queen. Yes, that is the queen. <laughs> or it will be. <laughs> be I, I've always wanted to to be in like a, a, a massive crowded nightclub. And then the DJ just really loudly puts on the national anthem. <laughs> I just think it would be so funny. What would people do? Well, I've 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 been in a club in Hong Kong where that all basically happened. Oh no! Did I tell you this? No, I that's was, got a real was, sinister was, edge to it in Hong Kong. I was out in a nightclub in Hong Kong. This must have been twenty sixteen, seventeen, something like that. And um, and we're all just dancing. Yeah, 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 dancing to music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then suddenly the music stopped. And on all the screens came on the logo for the Hong Kong Police Department. Ugh. Or, you know, Hong Kong Police. What? And he just went, everybody stay still. This is a, what did they say? And everyone please keep quiet. And all the, the Hong Kong Police came up and they just started walking around asking for people's IDs. Ugh. And and there's a, the guy, one of the nightclub people just walked around with like a fun LED sign. You know, those ones that the bands where the letters of scan across. Oh yeah, yeah. But instead of instead of saying like "woo yeah party time," it said "please be quiet." <laughs> <laughs> just rolling along in like on LEDs, "please be quiet," and they just show. And you all had to like sit and wait for like we sat there for like an hour. What? Um, as, it, it was just like a surprise raid. I think at the time, the police just didn't really have anything to do in Hong Kong. An hour. So, so they just walked around, make, and we just sat there being like, and people started going. Hey, what do you think this is? And someone would go, hey, shush, quiet, please be quiet. The police would just walk around, just shiny torches in everyone's faces. It was never clear what they were looking for. And eventually they left. And the DJ said, thank you everyone for your patience. And then turned off the police logo and started the music again. Everyone just started dancing again. What? But that, that, but it was such a on such a regular occurrence. They obviously had the police department's logo pre-saved <laughs> onto the system. Like, um... To just... Little JPEG like right wa- next to right next to the button that goes DJ DJ. <laughs> yeah, they had the police the police logo button. It was like a screensaver that they had loaded for every I, time the see, police come to the raid. You know what? I think it should be the law that the police can do that, but they have to. The music has to stay on, and it has to be police themed music, and they have to dance while they check the IDs. Yeah, there has to be the theme to. Um, Miami, Hawaii Five O. Sorry. Yeah, Hawaii Five O, or just like bad boys, bad boys. You know what you're gonna do. <laughs> and then the the police are like really like angry faces, like torching your face, checking your ID up against your face. But this, they're kind of like hips, you know, swaying like. <laughs> like they have to kind of boogie through the crowd, and you can keep dancing as well. So it looks like they're almost kind of flirting with you a bit. 
That would be more impressive. That's absolutely terrifying, Phil. That's like something from a, a dystopian uh, movie. Yeah, it was quite. It felt very Blade Runner. It's very Blade Runner, and as much as I'm sure that the Hong Kong police didn't have much to do, what they did have to clearly have time to do is just to harass dissidents. Revelers, Pierre. They're harassing revelers. Yeah, but if you're in a nightclub, you're not uh, at home with your picture of uh, fucking Mao. This was before the the real Chinese crackdown, though. This was before... Uh, was they... it even before... The, maybe it was after the, uh, the first Umbrella protests. I think it was after that. But it was before... Uh. It really kicked off. They've been they've been lubing up for a crackdown since '97. They love it. They've yeah, been very gradually. Then yeah. it's all over. And then now. I guess the Hong Kong police and you know the the chief executive. I mean, this is how much Hong Kong is just one big bank. Yeah. The head of Hong Kong is called the chief executive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that is dystopian, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the only sort of city state that is run by a CEO. Yeah, or just the the queen dressed in like a Margaret Thatcher power suit from the eighties, just going, "I'm the CEO of Britain," <laughs> like she's Alan Sugar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what they should do for the next royal family. the The queen should do a The Apprentice style reality show to find the next royal family. Yes, yes, yes. These families from around the world are competing for the ultimate prize, the yeah. crown of England. And then all these sort of um, sped up and then slowed down sort of uh, w- w- sort of shots of the queen going around the queen as she's like got her arms crossed. She stood <laughs> up and she's like looking down the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> loads of, loads of um, passive shots while the queen's sort of going through their floors of various uh, civilians, like members of the public, just sort of nervously licking their lips and nodding and saying, thank you, thank you, your majesty. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity, Your Majesty. Thank you for the opportunity, Your Majesty. Yeah, I'd watch the hell out of that. They could fund the royal family with it. Yeah, and instead of saying you're fired, she says, Off with your head! And <laughs> they go, Thank you for the opportunity, Your Majesty. And then they just slowly walk into a gallows and they get their head cut off. <laughs> it's like gallows a- is where you're hung from, right? What's the, what's the place where you get your, the axe? You get your head cut off with an axe. What is that called? Uh, the block, I, I suppose. Um, the block, yeah. Guillotine the, was what I was thinking of, but it's not guillotine. There's it's a guillotine, a guillotine, gallows, and a, and I guess a, a sort of execution, like well, like a platform, really. You climb a platform so the crowd can see you. Did we ever use the guillotine here? Or was it always manual? Was it always... Because we love manual cars. Did we also love manual beheadings with the block and an axe and the guy with a black hood? It was always manual until it was hangings, yeah, as far as I'm aware. Because the guillotine, I think, was invented because they were chopping off so many people's fucking heads in the terror in France. In in the revolution? Uh, Well, in the terror that followed the revolution. So it's just like years and years of everyone just chopping off each other's heads in a big kind of tit-for-tat head-chopping party that went on for years. Well, who, so who was chopping whose heads in the terror? Well, initially they chopped off all the minor aristocrats and army generals heads and then the new revolutionaries chopped off the heads of all the old revolutionaries and then that happened again <laughs> and then also just like some thieves and you know etc 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 it's very funny to me when revolutionaries get revolutioned <laughs> yes and it will happen it will happen 
The revolution will eat its, eat its children. Yes, delicious. So watch out. Yeah. Whoever takes over. Phil, we have got about 10 minutes left. Shall we do some correspondence? Yeah, some quick correspondence. Ring letters, emails, phone We have a message from Kristen. Kristen? Yeah. Um, we're um, pi- firing away like a piston. Yes, that's good. Piston. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Um, Kristen says, hi, boys. Just a quick input from your fellow American in the UK. Um, she says, in terms of phone alerts, I think they are linked to cell towers rather than people's phones. So we were talking about the terrifying alerts that just come up on your phone. Yeah, in America, the Amber Alerts and yeah. horror. Yeah, just bah, bah. when I was in LA, <laughs> one came on for a fire. It's like, bah, anyone in the Los Bluandos district, get the hell out. There's a fire. Get there. And I was like, Jesus Christ, get the hell out. <laughs> and people looked at this. Everyone else in the cafe looked at it and just put their phone down again and just continued the conversations. And then, and then, like two minutes later, all, everyone's phone went again. Blap, blap, blap. <laughs> and I looked at it and, it, and the message said, sorry, false alarm. Oh, God. Honestly, honestly. Like, even the false alarms make you want to shit your pants. <laughs> so she says they link to cell towers. So if you're, there's an emergency in your area, all the phones get the alert. In the Midwest slash South, there are tornado sirens that used to practice the first Tuesday of every month. Eesh. You can imagine my horror the first time I heard one in Illinois, being from California, and immediately wondering what would happen if there was a real tornado on the first Tuesday of the month. Yes. Yeah. The, the the boy who cried tornado. The boy who cried tornado. He kept saying a tornado uh, ate the sheep. A tornado blew that sheep away. And everyone said, I didn't yeah. hear a tornado. And, and, you know, eventually when a real tornado came and blew everyone away, he felt really silly before he was sucked into the sky and killed. <laughs> um, does so- the boy who cried wolf, does he survive when the wolf comes and eats everyone? Yeah, I think the sheep just get all get eaten. Oh, is it just the sheep that get eaten? I thought the whole village got eaten. I think it was the sheep, and then it's like he has to be alive with the whole village when it's like there's now there's no livelihood, I guess. But then who's at fault there? Is it the boy or is it the people? Um, it's the boy, isn't it? It's, it's the, the boy, boy really. He exhausted everyone's trust. He yeah, exhausted okay. their trust, and he will be hanged. Yeah, that's that's in the deleted scenes of... Pretty much all the fairy tales, actually. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, every fairy tale ends with uh, many of the protagonists being executed by the authorities of the day. I mean, genuinely, a lot of fairy tales ends up with a child being killed horribly. Yeah, I I mean, like, child mortality was so high in those days, it was probably just like, and of (laughs) course they're dead. And everyone was like, ah, yes. Everyone's like, yay! (laughs) And And of course they're dead. Like many of you, just during the telling of this one story. <laughs> um, so she Sorry, says, Kristen, uh, Kristen says, uh, blah, 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 blah. So I believe the cell phone alerts are a modern replacement for such aged technology. In terms of amber alerts, when uh, in LA, when visiting my parents, we got one, and my brother's co-worker actually caught the culprit within like 11 minutes. Wow, what? Ah, this is a story I want to hear. So yeah. they do work. That's How? Like, uh, How did this guy catch him? 
I guess, I guess yeah, the alert came up and it was like, watch out for this guy. And his face came up and, you know, this guy's John Wick and just went and saw him. How good was that description in the text? Well, they'll have, no, it'll be a photo. Well, I got I, I got an Amber Alert once of like uh, a kid had been um, abducted by his like dad or his, you know, step, you know, his estranged father. There was no picture. Maybe they just didn't have one. Yeah. Or it was. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, maybe. And uh, she says, as finally as an American having lived in Chicago for 10 years, I'm still tense when I hear what I think are gunshots. But they are inevitably fireworks for some sort of holiday I've never heard of because the UK is way more diverse than most of America. With that said, hmm. nev- never get in a knife fight. Someone always loses. See West Side Story. It's true. Yeah. Poor Riff. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep, boop, beep. Your American correspondent, Kristen. Um, yes, to be fair, <laughs> there are a lot of random fireworks in London. Sometimes it's Diwali and you forgot. Sometimes it's Guy Fawkes, but... Sometimes it's just weird kids. It's just part of British life to be sat at home minding business and then you hear, yeah. and you go, oh, fuck, what is it now? Yeah. and um, Already? <laughs> Already? Again? Yeah. Or something, like I remember once I looked out the window of my, like I live in a flat and a block of flats and I looked down into the sort of like the the bit of pedestrian area near, in between the blocks of flats. And there was just like, Four random little kids just kind of going, just like throwing firecrackers around. (laughs) Yeah, the powerful gremlin energy from them. (laughs) Um, And a quick, uh, well, relatively quick message from Amy. Amy. She's not Lamy. She's not Lamy. No. Uh, the subject line is Turdapistory, poo on the wall. Turdapistory. Turdapistory. Murder mystery. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Very good. Very good. We almost completely lost the meaning there, which is what we like to do. (laughs) Turdapistory. Turdapistory. Yep. Dear Pierre's eyes and Phil's ears. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. Um, Amy here. I have a rather understated tale of poo to impart. There are no powerful projectiles or brown torrents, but it is a mystery that has been bugging me for some time that perhaps the buds can help me solve. Would be our honor. Mm-hmm. A, t- a, a, a two shite problem to parody Sherlock Holmes. Yes, yes. Several weeks ago, I woke up in my bedroom with my boyfriend, David, at around 8 a.m. Sexy. Hmm. After hearing someone else vacate the bathroom, I slipped out myself for a clandestine date with Peter Porcelain. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. (laughs) Peter Porcelain. (laughs) Peter Porcelain is who you shout at to get your pictures of Spider-Man, isn't it? (laughs) I want pictures of Peter Porcelain. Get me pictures of Toilet Man. Um... (laughs) But what I found on entering the loo was a crime scene. Oh, no. The room. Someone had beaten her to it. Oh, yeah. The room. Imagine if she went in and she saw the the scene and she was like, Peter, no! (laughs) Peter, what have they done to you, Peter? (laughs) (laughs) But what I found on entering the loo was a crime scene. The room smelt foul. 
The odour, mm. oddly, was strong and unpleasant, but not the usual smell of shit one might experience when used to, when forced to use a portaloo. It was the ungodly stench of an unhealthy gut. Oh gosh. Ugh. She's right yeah. though. That's a different smell, isn't it? It is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's impressive, really, that we are equipped to tell the difference. Yes, the human nose can sort of go, well, obviously all poo is bad, but that man's ill. The nose knows. Mm -hmm. The nose knows. Um, the perpetrator responsible for the smell was no mystery. I quickly deduced that my housemate's boyfriend, Stan, a fan of cigarettes and black coffee, had laid the offending well, if his turd. Name's, his name's Stan. He's probably found a lot of things. <laughs> Thank you. Including Eminem. <laughs> He stands cigarettes. I, has anyone ever said they stand cigarettes? I stand smoking. They probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely have. They've probably They've found a, a way to, too, I imagine. to turn smoking into some form of activism. I don't know. <laughs> um, I quickly did, you said, that my housemate's boyfriend, Stan, a fan of cigarettes and black coffee, had laid the offending turd whose tendrils were now accosting my nostrils. That's a good, accosting, accosting, mm. accosting, accosting nostrils. Accosting nostrils. They are yeah, the Sicilian nice. mafia. Accosting nostrils. Yeah. <laughs> Accostra nostro. Accosta nostril. I'm just yeah. off to Accosta nostril. <laughs> what did perplex me was why there was a single, almost perfectly circular piece of shit stuck to the wall next to the toilet. Ah, like a black pudding. Or like um, what you would uh, give to a condemned pirate, I suppose. <laughs> Black Mark. Uh, this bathroom has been marked for death. <laughs> On noticing it, I felt more a sense of weary acceptance than shock and horror, and decided to clean it off, lest someone mistake me for the bum bandit. Yeah, that's very good of her. Good First of you. thing in the morning, too. Mm-hmm. Let's get a Don't even talk to me until I've wiped a puck of shit off the wall. <laughs> Rise and shine, let's go get that bread. Clean up that poop circle. <laughs> but later the questions started to nag. This fecal full stop was around the size of a cigar butt and looked almost pressed onto the wall at around hip height. Hmm. Hmm, it was a cigar butt. Yes, it was almost black with a peat-like consistency and was situated next to the toilet roll dispenser just to the left of the loo. Hmm, curiouser and curiouser. Stan, she continues, Stan may be many things, but a Joker-esque fiend he is not. Uh, hmm. Not want to smush his gut cake onto the wall as a cruel prank. Oh my lord, gut cake is horrible. <laughs> I commit, I... I applaud you, Ooh. Kristen. No, so this isn't Kristen, is it? Um, who is this now? Amy. Amy, that's it. I applaud you, Amy, for gut cake. Because that is... It's so, like, on the surface, benign. But together is really horrible. Yeah. Yeah, well done. That, awful. Well done. Really awful. But how the hell does something like that happen accidentally? Yeah, no, this was premeditated. Well, so she continues, I talked it over with David and even showed him the spot where the miniature cow pet had been stuck. I hope you had drawn a little chalk circle around it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us could fathom a way that the poo could have been transported from Stan's ass to the wall at any point of the usual toilet-going process. 
As she continues, it was above ass height, so bum to wall while turning around to flush seems unlikely. Hand or, <laughs> <laughs> hand or toilet roll to wall? Well, then why weren't there skid marks? It looked pressed, not wiped on. Gosh, yeah. this is interesting. Perhaps Stan was drunk, but this happened at eight in the morning, and he's not a drinker at the best of times. Not Stan. If anybody has any ideas as to what could have happened, I'd be enormously grateful because I'm stumped, and honestly, my opinion of Stan has slid. And we don't have the kind of relationship where I can casually ask him why he shat on the wall of the bathroom. She no longer stands Stan. She don't stand oh, Stan till we figure out how Stan managed to stand in such a way that he pooped on the wall. Gosh, I wonder how that did happen. I, I was, yeah, I was hoping Amy would have um, an answer or a theory. Mm. A perfect, a little circle. It's a cold case. It's a cold case. She oh, says, uh, thanks in advance for any help. I won't know peace until this turd of history is solved. Uh, keep jacking it, Amy. P.S. Spelt like uh, the word for urine. Very good. Yep. Uh, nice. I just listened to the episode where you discussed the student Tuna Cunt and whether her amusing name will have made her a superstar or a shrinking violet. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Amy says, that. definitely the former. She was the student union president of the university I attended and greeted even the least imaginative jokes about her name with good humor. Shout out oh, to Tuna. Wow. Very nice. What a coincidence. Um, I, I know we've got some more emails down the line coming up that have something to do with Tuna Cunt. Um, but back to the turd of history. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> we'll have name. more from tuna cunt after this um, <laughs> there'll be more from tuna cunt tomorrow night on radio 4 now <laughs> nick robinson looks into the uh yes the the turd the turd history this is it's above head height so it can't just have been like his little his little lane that's just sort of accidentally pressing a a sort of a little stamp onto the wall as he turns around, unless it got caught on his lower back. Yeah. Somehow, but how would it get up there? I have a theory I've just circle. formulated. Oh yeah. Stan sits on the loo. He does his unhealthy poo, right? Yeah, yeah. He wipes his bum, but he gets shit finger. Yep. Middle finger goes <gasps> through. Um. Yes. He gets a little blob on there. Yep. He doesn't notice because he's bleary. It's the morning. And yep. it just kind of spoops onto the wall as he kind of blindly reaches for more loo roll. Yes, I think this is it. I think that's it. Because it's it, it's significant that's by the loo roll. Mm -hmm. And is yeah, a circle, that's an end, end of a finger for sure. Yep. I think you've got it. I think you've done it. By Jove, I think he solved this turd of history. You're a regular kabumbo. <laughs> Detective Kobumbo. Puro. Puro was on, next on the list. Um, <laughs> Agatha Shitsy. <laughs> Miss Blarple. Uh, Miss Miss Blarple. And uh what other detectives are there? I guess it has to be with their name in the name of the in, in the thing. Midsummer Murders. What's that guy's name? Uh, Barnaby. Uh, ins um, Inspector. Okay, look, I've run out. But essentially, well done, Pierre. I think you've got it. Well, let's let's see if Amy is is satisfied. But um, that's all for yeah. now, uh, everyone. We're off to the parlor of two two one P, Patreon Street.
<laughs> yes, onto the bonus pod. Uh, do subscribe to the Patreon to access the bonus pod where we have even spicier convos than this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, also, quick uh, plug. The show I went to America last July to, to film uh, with Amy Schumer is now on Disney Plus in the UK. It's called Life and Beth. It's a really great show. I'm in it for a couple of apps. Nice. Uh, so do check it out. Life and Beth on Disney Plus. Lovely. Lovely. Um, do I have anything to plug? I guess just the Patreon, really. And the Edinburgh Fringe and the various works and progresses. I'll post them somewhere. Um, thank you, guys. All right. See you soon. Happy Jubilee. Happy Jubilee. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.